It's like our Legend of the Hidden Temple version. There we go. Perfect. One take guard. That's what they called you in the studio when you were a studio musician out in the day. And speaking of studio, you might not be in one when you play breakingbingo.com. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Around the Salt Lake area as well as many locations outside of Salt Lake Valley. It's Breaking Bingo. Bingo at a bar. Check it out at BreakingBingo.com. Oh, no. Oh, no. Breaking Bingo. It's Bingo. At a bar. So, Holyoke, this is a very special episode, I feel. It is. You really knocked it out of the park with this one. Yep. I said words that came out of my mouth, and you agreed upon them, which is a rarity these days. So it is. So I'm happy to have it work out as well as it did. Because so. as you know, and our listeners know, there's two ways for me to be. Uh-huh. That's either mad or asleep. Mm-hmm. And I like them somewhere in the between. That's my favorite spot for you to be in. Most people try to catch me between the two. <laughs> Which is only a 30-second window per day, every yep. day. But today we found it in a bin, volume one of the bin. What type of bin? I don't know. It may be a buzz bin. Oh, that's right, everybody. This week's topic, dear to my heart, going back to my wee days of buying CDs. That's right, kids. People bought CDs. What's a CD? I bought it used, by the way. This was not even a fresh copy of that buzz bin. What we're talking about this week is Buzz Bin Volume 1. This is a very influential CD upon me. Did you ever have it? No. For those people who don't know, Buzz Bin, or Buzz, and people probably remember this, MTV. MTV was pretty popular. Did you know about this in the 90s? I definitely watched MTV. (laughs) Have you heard about this? This is MTV, this business. Mainly for the spring break Oh, with, ladies. With the remember bikinis. The, remember the show, The Grind? And it was just people. It was kind of like a soul train where it was just people dancing. Yeah. The Grind. At the, what was it? At the Spring Break Beach House. That's oh, when man. I jade the old D. No! Sometimes <laughs> with my family in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was so titillated by oh, The Grind. I was titillated, and I was excited every time I saw the buzzworthy sticker come up on any of those music videos mm. they used to do. You just whipped the old Dion's right And I was like, ooh, buzz, ooh. And I created all my own special kind of honey. Now, people, that's disgusting. Now, if people don't know, the there was the buzzworthy category they used to do on MTV. Starting in 1987, Ooh. you used to see a little label show up on the music videos. 87. 87. It seems way early, but it said 87. was discontinued in 2004 when they went for some of that hip internet lingo version of it. But what they used to do is put a little buzzworthy sticker on the videos they thought were up-and-coming videos that would blow some minds. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was direct relation between videos that got that mm-hmm. and their sales. So a lot of CDs blew up when they got that buzz, buzz bin worthy, and they actually were played more on MTV. Eventually, in 1996... It's got to be at least at some point a, what do you call that, a echo chamber. Yeah. Plus, I mean, who was this? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, is what I'm saying. It makes total sense. You're a very <laughs> smart man. I've ever told you that. Sorry, we just the mention of the word the grind. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a little break. We are now changing topics to the grind, and this is what it sounds like when Ryan listens to the grind. I'm sorry, mom. I'm, I'm sorry. Bikini. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Now, 
1996, they decided to cash in on this buzzworthy tagline okay. by putting together 12 amazing songs of the buzz, probably only the songs they can get a deal with. I bet they were the other songs. But they put together 12 amazing songs in what they called Buzz Bin Volume 1. And a young Schlagus at some CD shop went and bought it used. 96 is when Buzz Bin 1 came out? Yes. That makes zero sense. According to, what is that, all bit, all CDs, all somethings.com, 1996. But if you look back in all these songs, the last song of these 12 was published in 95, probably had to put some deals together, figure out that business. It's just so crazy because like the whole idea of it being buzzworthy is that it's like new and hit. Yes, but they find... And then I, they, the, by the time they got around to it, some of the songs were four years old by then. Yes, I know, buddy, but what they did... What they didn't realize they were doing was putting together some of the greatest 90s songs, alternative rock songs. One thing I, uh, big, uh, big lacking, uh, not a lot of diversity on that list. Not a lot no. of hip hop music. Not even that grunge, not even that hair metal, just straight alternative rock. Well. With the like, exception of what? Because there's, it's heavily grunge. It's heavily But then well, it's like got that post- granola. It's got that granola. Yeah, it's got that granola. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. We're going to go track by track. Pull out your Buzzbin Volume 1s <laughs> from the Dustbin. Dustbin Volume 1. I This is one of my favorite things. If you have a friend who uh, you like listening to music with, get uh, you can pull it up. They've got the whole thing. If you just type in Buzzbin Volume 1 on YouTube, they've got a nice mix of all the songs. And I like to play the game of uh, seeing if people can guess which song is which. If they were a 90s child, which we very much were. So let's go through a track one. We played a sample of it. Let's take a listen to this. Mm. This band meant a lot to me. R.I.P. I feel Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. We'll not do too much so we don't get into copyright infringement. That is, of course, the one and only STP. STP. Plush. Not their first single off the record. Core. Isn't it Core? Yeah. It's not the first song. The first single off of that album was... Right? Garden? No. I don't know. I am, I am, I am, I said I want to get close to you. I want to get close to you. What is that called? Sex type machine, right? Sex type machine? Sex machine, sex type machine. That was James Brown. They did Sex Machine by James Brown was the first one. Sex type thing. Oh. That was one of the classic. This is one of Scott Weiland's. Right? Drug-fueled yes. decisions. when he was obsessed with that fucking blowhorn, the, the bullhorn, uh-huh. like every song he was breaking out the bullhorn. My friend, STP meant a lot to me. I was a big STP fan. I was also a big STP fan. They are not most uh, highly regarded in the, the channels of history. A lot of people think of them as playing off the grunge sound and selling out. What do you think? Uh, it's it's really funny. The whole idea of selling out back then is right? kind of ridiculous. It's insanity. But I do love that on Wikipedia it says, the song's chord structure was inspired by Rob DeLeo's yes. wait, love wait. of 
ragtime music. I was going to say, how I was going to preface this, I totally forgot, is I wanted to go, what song in 1992, if I were to say, is ragtime construction based on an article <laughs> about a dead girl in San Diego and a metaphor for failed relationships, uh, would you guess? And apparently- And I feel, <laughs> so much depends on the weather. And I feel like this. Oh, God. Time's a ways to go. Where you go with the bathroom and I see. Keep talking about I'm going to see if I can find, I wonder if anyone's ever done a ragtime version of Plot. Oh. Well, I will say this. What? Uh, <laughs> Andrew Johnson, Andrew Jackson Jihad. Uh, an, sorry, an, I don't talk about Muslims on this podcast. They do a great version of this. What? Of what? Plush? Who? Yeah. Who was it? It was part of the AV Club's Undercover series. Oh, yeah. Which is great, but to listen to any of them, you have to listen to the fucking intro, and it takes 20 minutes to get there. Someone put up only the baseline on of Plush online, but let's see. Did if you can... see that not one, but two Major League Baseball players covered? have covered this? That was the most amazing part. I'm so glad we got to and it. And Bronson Arroyo's version is just basically a karaoke version of it. <laughs> the, the... And he put it out on a record? Yeah. And I feel that I've got... Piano version? Ragtime. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, you see it? Yeah, that was the most amazing fact. So that by that, they mean it's like, we're going to do a seventh chord, and so it's ragtime. As a musician, I totally know what you just said. Mm. Is that... I don't get it. All I know is that there's a... I wanted to talk about it at one point. The gentleman who fucking invented ragtime. I'm so fucking stupid. And there was a movie made about him that's starring our good friend Colt 45's own Billy D. Williams. Yes! And I wonder the why. It sounds very interesting. It's all about his passion for ragtime. He died very he tried doing a ragtime opera and he died. <laughs> Turns out the ragtime was dead time. Mm. But the fact that two And I feel it like I'm a little down to down to Danison. And do they think bring out the bullhorn? Um the fact that two different MLB pit like players yeah, covered that. It's bizarre. Well, my friend. Oh, uh, nah, uh, skip out. All I wanted to say about that. What else did I want to say about? Uh, isn't it weird that they also had spoiler alert coming up to later on a song called "Creep" off yes. of this album? Isn't yes. that weird? I always thought that was weird. I mean, but... it, it, yeah. Uh, uh, Okay, yeah. that was track number one on Buzzman, okay. volume one. And I feel so much better the weather. Now this one goes deep, and a lot of people are going to get angry. Plus, on this, I know thing, I want—I didn't even want to look it up. So this was the apparently I tried to look up the video. This fucking asshole probably pulled the own video from the internet. He's like, I don't want it up there. I'm not making enough. So they only could find the Live Aid 95 version of it. And it goes a little something like this. Track number two of Buzzbin Volume. Let's listen to how cool he is. Let's listen to that part again. He's just he's just rapping with the with the bass. We just pulled our bus up over a bridge. That's right. We have already discussed this band, so that's a little hint. Let's just say these boys love dumping shit out of a bus over a bridge. <laughs> and we're not talking about their music. That, ooh. First of all, that fuck what what we just heard 
is just the most it's 90s. It's a gnarly granola riff. It's the most 90s bullshit, right? That riff alone is just like, got it, done. There's only one dickhead who's like, I got it. Well, how does he get that? Is it like a fretless shit acoustic? acoustic it's just a lot of uh, high gain reverb. It's a lot of. He dunks his guitar in the shit pool of his bus, pulls it out, and starts playing it. <laughs> and by the way, if you're not already upset, in this video of him, uh, we'll get to who it is in a second. Just to paint the scene. No one knows yet who it is. No one has recognized just that, picture that sweet lick. A white guy in an, it, who just woke up because he is wearing an oversized red, shit off red maroon shirt and pajama pants, very baggy. And this is what he's doing professionally. Everyone knows who this is by this point. Now they will. Up and down. That sounds like you. What? That sounds like you. When I'm doing what? When you're doing weird voice. Oh, okay. Oh, I hate. What's I that? hate. Up and down the puppish. That sounds like you. We're both from Virginia. Oh my God, are you Dave Matthews? Yes. Oh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Dave Matthews. I'm telling you. Okay, listen to what he says and say it right afterwards. Up and down the puppy's hand. Say it like that. Up and down puppy's hand. I'm telling you, it's Dave Matthews. It's how it's, it's how it's Virginia sound. It's just that fun Virginia sound where it's known for a little backcountry. You know, just put out the fiddle like they do. How do you start out with the grungiest grunge of plush, and then you go to this garbage? Hey, that's just Buzzman. That's just the eclectic nature of America. <laughs> Early '90s, my boy. Why the word you say? Don't ding ding dong do. You Gotta show shit off the bridge and from our bus. Why the shit you throw? Oh, sorry. Hey, but another callback. John Popper of Blues Traveler performed the harmonica solo. I was going to tell you. I was like, I thought that's why you would love this song, because our good friend. You know how much I, I love that that's John the Popper. Thing. It's like you just are negative about Dave Matthews, <laughs> which I don't stand by. But you love yourself some John Popper of that Blues Traveler. You just like a traveler of blues. You don't like a backcountry bull corn song coming through. How would you even describe this music? Monkey on the string. What is going on in this song? It is. Oh, here it comes. Mom, it's my birthday. Okay, I got the. Okay, full disclosure. I got Buzzbin Volume 1, I believe, on my birthday. Because I was listening to this song with my mom, because I was super cool and loved to play CDs for my mom. She probably was just being a saint and let me play it. And I was like, Mom, it said, Mom, it's my birthday, and it's my birthday. We had a big moment. Also, this saxophone player, dead. Took his own life, and he looked back at their discography and couldn't deal with it. Oh, boy. Mom, it's my birth. Oh, fuck. What would you say to that? That's my big question. My friend, this song got all the way on top 40, got to number nine. Yeah, that's enough of this 
That's a big one. Track three. Moving on. I just wanted to say there's something about... uh, I don't even know. What was the last... Oh, yeah. The sack player's dead. That was a big... Oh, by the way, this album... This comes off an album uh, named Under the Table and Dreaming. Under the Table and Dreaming. This song has satellite on it. or This album has satellite on it. But I just really want to quickly tell you that that album was dedicated to Dave's older sister... Who was killed in a murder-suicide by her husband. Oh. So just a little thing to know about that album. Why would you do that? Under my sister and murdering. Speaking of murder, let's go to the darker side. Moscow Mule and... Can you have that one if you want, baby? Have you heard about how many guitars they no. recorded? No. What are you talking about? Like, it used to be that you'd have, like, you know, four tracks. Oh. So one track would be this, one track would be that. Vocals, ba- bass, guitar, yeah. drums. And then, yeah, you could lump them together, but you'd lose some quality because uh, you'd have to mix the drums and bass together, yeah. and that would be one channel. And then, allegedly, for White Zombie, they were just like, because this was finally getting into the world, we could have many, many tracks. Yeah. 16 guitars. <laughs> so you would, re- you would record the same thing 16 times and just, just put them all together? It's kind of like the wall of sound of uh, Phil Spector. I always thought of uh, Rob Zombie as that. Yeah, Rob Zombie's the 90s Phil Spector. Yeah! What? You like? What are you going to say? More Human Than Human by Rob Zombie. Or excuse me, White Zombie. Yeah, that's the thing I wanted to bring up because this is the third song off our Buzz Band Volume 1. And I always find it weird when he's like, I'm not going to go by Rob Zombie. That's too on the nose. I'll just go by White Zombie. Like, I want to know why he didn't just... just I want people to know that I'm white. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I will say this. I entered the annals Uh of White Zombie history today when I noticed that they had misspelled reprieve. Whoa. uh, Because they say in the music and lyrics portion of the Wikipedia page that uh, this this song was... In reference to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, the Philip K. Dick book that eventually became Blade Runner. Yeah. And uh, the replicant says at some point, uh, yeah, I, want, I want more life, fucker. Yes. And that's in the song, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it said, and the soldier finds him and is denied a reprieve. <laughs> from the programmed four-year lifespan, and they had misspelled reprieve. I saw that today, and I changed it to be spelled correctly. You edited Wikipedia? Yeah. Have you done that before? It's been a decade. It's been. It's been one decade since I... That's that's Buzzman Volume 17. Do you have to to log in? We were doing Dave Matthews-style singing for Bare Naked Ladies, but (laughs) that's actually... What? That's actually... I think Dave Matthews Band was a gateway drug for oh, bare naked ladies. You just said it. I've never said this before, and I completely agree with you. But it, it, like the second you said it, was like, why isn't that just knowledge? It that should just be. be common knowledge. But you're absolutely right. BNL, BNL, 
I actually, my, my oh, it's so funny. Aunt, the only, the oh only time I've, I've actually seen both Dave Matthews Band and Bare Naked Ladies. Wait, 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 wait. You saw Dave Matthews let Band? Me, let, me fin- let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? It's the 90s. 90s jokes. Uh, uh, that's the bomb.com. That's a more of an odd joke, I'd want to say. <laughs> As <laughs> uh, the bridge school benefit, it's Neil Young's. I don't know how to say this. Retarded kid. <laughs> what? If, where are you going? Neil Young's this? child. Okay. Oh boy. Was disabled. Is and he. They you start, heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they started a school for special needs children, and All they right. do these huge budget. Uh, festivals each year. Bridge School Benefit is what it's called. So the money goes to them kids. Yes. That Neil Young kids. So I went to a handful of them, and uh, Dave Matthews Band and Bare Naked Ladies were present. So you're are you trying to say that you were only there for the humanitarian reasons? Yes. Uh huh. So you would have you would have just gone regardless who was playing, just to give money to the kids. Yeah. Okay. I saw David Bowie there, my friend. Okay. So you saw Dave Speaking Matthews. of Dave Bowie, that'll come up later. Okay, well, I can't wait. Anyways, to what else do you have to say about... Uh, I wanted to bring up the fact that in the video, you saw that it was old footage, actually, of Rob Zombie and his younger brother, who is... Power Man 5000. Spider One. That's right. The lead singer and creative man behind Power Man 5000. What was their hit song? I can't even remember. What uh, when Worlds Collide. This is what happens when Worlds Collide. What is this? This is track number five. Up a buzz. No, this is not. This is an advertisement. We live in an ad-based culture. Do you know about that? I did. Uh, so besides that, more human than human. White zombie. Also, sixty-eighth <laughs> best hard rock song according to VH1. Did you see that? I love that. Can you- VH1 claiming it. Saying on your deathbed. I was sixty-eight. <laughs> Uh, also, this song has uh, implications in something I'm going to bring up later, but I'm going to save it till later. Save it. Save it. Ladies and gentlemen, that Next was number, up. Are we on number five, I believe? Number five. Jesus, my mic Hold just fell up. Oh, boy. And the mic falls out. Oh, this is number four. Number four. This is a smash. This is a goddamn smash hit. But I don't want to spend too much time here. Ooh. It's too personal. Really? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> we talked Just about remember. this. <laughs> but this isn't the one. So yeah, I know. Hopefully, you can get through it's, it. It's miss. <laughs> it's just Mrs. the flavor Sine. of it, the hints and the, yeah. the aromas of it. Underguns, underguns, underbombs, underbombs, underguns, and their bombs. What if that was just <laughs> somebody needs to do a remake? Hey, what's the crack? Um, by the way, so far, STP Plush came out in 92. What, you, what would you say, 94? Why more human than human in 95? This song by a little known... Is it a fruit or a bear? It's a fruit, right? <laughs> I think the answer's in the name. Clover. Ladies and gentlemen. Lucky charm. The group is zombie. The song, Cranberries. <laughs> Take it away, Holyoke. <laughs> like an angel. Is that Dave Matthews doing cranberries? <laughs> what did you say? Hey, do you think this song is super popular now with the resurgence of this Walking Dead? Huh? Thoughts later. <laughs> For 
first time caller, second time listener. <laughs> yeah, do you think uh, with Walking Dead that we're gonna hear more of Cranberry's uh, zombie song? Uh, I'll take my, I'll take it off the air. In your head. In the nineties, we had a nice little, you know, like in the eighties, we had that Australian love. The nineties, we had a nice little Irish, because he had the what's the guy, the master of dancing, the Lord of the Dance, the River Walker. What's his name? He was the River Walking Dead. Yeah. Zombie. Did Lord of the Dance follow the plot structure to Lord of the Rings and they just acted it out on stage? Yeah. We're dancing upon the spiders. We're put up in Mount Doom. <laughs> the fucking orcs have got us staying here. Was <laughs> the British government, uh, Mordor, and they were trying, here, take your fucking keys, Prime Minister. Goddamn limeys are shooting us with their machine guns. Taking us right out. We're gonna fucking dance around is, and kick him. Is Bono Gollum in that whole story? I'm actually trying to like apply. <laughs> well, yes, one could uh, argue that Bono was in fact Gollum <laughs> in the story of Lord of the Dance. Oh my God! Okay, so I was reading up on this uh, the Wikipedia for this. Hold was... up. Oh, sorry. Tempo of 84 beats per minute. Very important. How many? 84. Well, that's important for all of us. But I wanted to say something to to let you know, to let us know, to let everyone know that in in the article you read that their performance of this song on 1995 SNL, some guy was like, it's the greatest, most powerful performance hmm. So I look it up on, on fucking YouTube. That's where you look up your shit. And I'm watching. It's a great performance. Okay. Pull in one of the, do I still have it up? Let me read this fucking, this goddamn comment. It was just so tragic. The f- number one is Dolores. If you can hear me, please find it somehow deep down to create more songs like this. Cranberries could be once again reign as one of the most inf- famous female lead singing bands on the planet. Like the idea of like pleading on YouTube, like you're shit, you're shit now. Like do this again. Like just pleading with someone to like recreate the one of the, uh, the shooting star. Uh, could you do that, please? Like this person's just been sitting for years, please. Wait. And assuming that Dolores reads the YouTube comments. Yes. Can you hear me? Like that. What a s- intense moment. It's like uh, my email. We discussed she's this before. Seen, she's seen this, right? My she's email Terry Gar at hotmail dot com. Some dude emailed me. Whoa. I just did it because my name, my nickname is Gar, <laughs> and some guy emailed me. Terry Gar, I read your poem about no. about what was it? Some type of bird. No. And he was like, I just really felt No. He thought he was talking directly to right. Terry Gar. The line was open right to her heart. And he, like, <laughs> he could get through directly. What's in your gar? Uh, but you, Terry you, Gar. Everyone loved that band. Yeah. I had a buddy who was like a really into hardcore everything, but he loved the cranberries. Well, the troubles were pretty serious in the early 90s. So for I know the troubles of a lacking beautiful uh, lead singer with a Irish tone doing some post grunge work and she filled the void. Oh, you're talking about the the other thing. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that was number 4 on Buzzman Volume 1. What do you think number 5 might be, my friend? I don't know, but I I don't know. I just feel like you're kind of hogging Oh, uh, did you want? I'm sorry. Did you want? No, I just, you know. What did you want to say? Uh, I just, I'm 
just wish that I could do what hey, you've hey, done. Hey, you know what this sounds like to me? Jealousy. That's called improv, everybody. <laughs> I did it for once. I know. You did it. You connected. And I was like, oh, shit. Here he goes again. He's really upset with me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He's doing fun stuff. Okay, what I found most infra- uh, interesting interesting about this. Uh, wim- Infrareading. And if you don't know, this is one of the, the hot tracks out of the 90s. Hey, jealousy. That's why we did that whole comedy bit, why you laugh so hard. Have uh, <laughs> you been wondering why you've been laughing so hard? If you're so wondering hard. why you're laughing so hard, it's because the song was called Hey, Jealousy, and Gar was doing a little jealousy move. Uh, played right into it. It's uh, a partnership. Comedy duo. <laughs> but this song is one of those amazing things where it was recorded for a previous album in 1989, yeah. and they re-fucking recorded it for another album, and that was their big one. Not dissimilar to Green Day with their uh, Welcome to Paradise, featured on the album what? Kerplunk. What? And then re-recorded for Dookie. Was that just a, like they thought they could do it? They knew they had a hit? Is that well, what it yeah, is? Well, yeah, it was like they were the smaller label. It was like, yeah, it's a great song. And then when they signed to a major label, like, ooh, that, we got ourselves a hit. We want that one right there. Well, did you do much research on this one? Because I have a crazy Well, just lay it on us. Well, I was gonna say, is that the guitarist, the lead guitarist for this, uh, the, for the Jim Blossoms, Doug Hopkins, actually wrote this song. He was kicked out of the band not long after recording the music video for Substance Abuse. He mm. was a booze hound. They, he went back to Tempe, Arizona, where this band broke out, uh, hung around for a minute, went into detox, snuck out, bought himself a beautiful pistol, and shot himself in the head not long after. Are this. you kidding me? No. The guy who wrote this song, the lead singer of the band, was Jesus kicked out. Jesus Christ. How's that not on the Wikipedia page? You have to go a little deeper. You had to go down the Jim Blossom. That guy right there. That's the one who killed himself. Well, this He's one goes out to Doug Hopkins. Yeah. Wrote this hit. He wanted a gold record. Got a little too uh, into the sauce during his big breakout. Jim Blossoms, to this day, are still going. They just put down a record in 2016. Doug Hopkins? Where are they now? Six feet under. All right, everybody. <laughs> that was what? One, one, two, three, four, five. That was Jim Blossom's Hey Jealousy. Hot 90s track. Oh, here we go. Now, now we're, we're getting, getting into it. This is the Number big, six. This is the big one. Number six off of MTV's Buzzbin Volume 1. It's Omega. It's the first off of the first CD I ever owned, Holyoke. Do you know that? No. no. We're not talking Buzzbin. We're talking the actual album. These sweet gems. These sweet angels of Britain gave upon us. One of many number one singles off of this fucking album. I number one. They were all fucking singles. They're all singles. They're all fucking singles. Find my asshole, brother. (laughs) Did you know this? This is the first thing I want to say. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. It's from Stardust or David Bowie. Yes, David Bowie. Life on Mars. Life on Mars. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. The only reason I know that is because of the Bill Nye part, where Bill Nye was cashing in on '90s fun songs, ah. and he did his own parody of this song for one of his episodes. Sure, why not? 
Now, this is how crazy it was. So I had Bush 16th Stone by the time I bought this album, the Buzz Bin. And I always thought of this as the old Bush song. But it was literally, it was off the same album. But it had hit, it had come out in 95, and I had gotten Bush 16 Stone in 96 because I was a machine head man. I got the CD off of the Hot Track Machine Head. Interesting. Because I feel like, well, I think this was my first boy. And then, really love that, uh, I don't want to get back down from this cloud. Glycerine, baby. And I brought some out because this one was not as big as Glycerine or Machine Head. Top one. Come on. What was I just singing? I don't want to get back now. Glycerine. No, this is Cloud. Glycerine. It's taking me all this, all this time. Glycerine. It's not glycerine. It's not glycerine. Oh. I don't want to come back down from this cloud. Glycerine. It's two different songs. Yes. Because glycerine is... I'm, I'm never alone. I'm alone all the time. Oh, come down. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I want to come back down from, from this cloud. cloud. Forgot that was its own song. This was a hit machine. No, I, I'm telling you, 16 Stone by Holy Bush. Holy fuck. Every fucking song was a single. Oh my god! I totally forgot about this song. It's a big one. It's one of the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a look at that bush. So apparently, for the last song we were playing, the one that was off of Buzzbird, whatever it was called, Everything's Zen. Everything's Zen. Uh, that song was the first time they ever did a music video. Gavin, this is classic. Oh, Gav. Classic Gav. <laughs> he, he was saying that it was uh, a little tricky for him to try to like lip sing to his song with the playback. He's like, not me. Mm. And then he curled his, and then he curled his beautiful hair into the ramen noodles. Into the part. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was just comparing Glycerine to Machine Head. What was the bigger top 100? What got higher in the top 100? Uh, Glycerine had to be the number one. Good boy. 28 is where it peaked, and Machine Head only peaked at 43rd. I'm never alone. I'm alone all the time. Well, I would say that if you were learning guitar in the 90s, that you basically learned all of the Bush songs, and that's how you figured out how guitar worked. Really? Yeah. As a 90s boy, that's how you got your your head wrapped around the son of a bitch? Let's kick it on over to the next song. Whoa, wait, where are we at? Number seven? This is number seven. What a mon... This this one goes... (laughs) Yeah, just one of my reins. No reins. Listen. I don't want to come back down from my cloud. All right. Speaking of clouds. This song, I don't think could be a bigger song. I think this probably is the most 90s song. Would you say? It's definitely it's but it's super granola. But that's... Yeah. 90s. The CD format was a novelty. 
30 second intro to this thing. Jesus. There it is. Everyone knows it. They put this on a but like, hey, if you haven't heard about it. How did no one hear about it? Like, how is this on Buzzbin? Like, I feel like Buzzbin is for like those ones where you like don't know about it. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at at the beginning. It's insane that Buzzbin came out in 96 and included the song Plush. Like, no one had not heard Plush yeah, by that point. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh my God. So much chorus on that voice. Actually, it's not chorus. It's flanger. Oh. It's a flanger. Maybe a phaser. Oh yeah. point of view. My sister, my older sister. It's all part of that fucking hippie revival in the early '90s. Totally. My older sister bought me this record, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Sarah, if you're listening to this, I truly appreciate you buying this for me. I believe you've had no rain since you got that record from her. And what happened to this man? Oh, boy. Yeah, I was waiting. I, I figured you would say, because this was it for them, right? They, no, if, they had another album. Sublime. Was, uh, was done prior the, to it. Brandon and Rivers' name was, was dead before they really blew up. Blind Melon had a whole other album. Whoa. Remember Soup? He died after that. Uh, no, the album is Soup. I can't remember what that song was called. Blind Melon Soup. Cause like, yeah. And then he died. Uh, Harwan. Yeah. Right? But, well, yes. Harwan. Harwan. Got that Harwan. That damn poor bastard. Is there a song called Soup? What was the lead track off of Soup? Can you? Oh, yeah. Next one. Can't you look up the album Soup? I did. I'm just going to put on Soup by Blind. It'll be a. Ooh, that's maybe the hot song. Change. No. No. Here's what I was going to say, though, about Blind Melon. That lady, the nice little sweet bee bug girl, the bee girl, was used later in that, that year in what music video? In her, uh, Weird Al. Your microphone's Weird in your Al. lap. Your microphone's in I your know. lap, and you're talking into the thing. Weird Al. <laughs> you're right. And what was the song? I forget. It's it's mixing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away now in what? Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> Give it away. Oh, with... it's Galaxy. Oh, Galaxy. Okay, what is the perfect <laughs> thing to mix with? Give it away. Weird Al. The funniest thing to mix by Weird Al. What's the funny? What's the most amazing thing that you can mix with? Give it away. You guessed it. The Flintstones. It was Bedrock Anthem. Mm. Nothing's funnier than the Red Hot Chili Pepper Boys singing about. Didn't they were sexual harassers? Like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not not boys you want to hang out with. Unless you want to get Donald Trump. Ooh. Did I lose my mic. Oh, there it is. I lost my mic earlier. <laughs> Turns out I was in my lap. This is an elaborate intro, more elaborate than their B video. Get to the blind melon part. <laughs> this is the place that I want to be. Is it 
don't remember this? No. Well, that's why he killed himself. <laughs> but they still use a young boy in their video because they're obsessed. Well, that's fun, I guess. Well, that was number seven. Anything else for Blind Melon? Nope. Uh, uh, she was uh, also later went on to do a lot of cameos in Reno 911. Song topped in the top 100, number 20. Woo. Now, this was one song I will say, I have to confess, I skipped over when I was a kid because I didn't like this song as a kid. But now I can't get enough of this song. That's right, number eight on MTV's Buzzbin Volume One. This is the name of a white person in a black person's position in society. That's right. The song <laughs> is Crocker by Lo- and Crocker. So- Crocker is the name of the band. Song Betty Crocker. Low. Now, what does this music video feature predominantly? I forget. Sandra Bernhardt, my friend. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Predominant. It's actually a pretty good song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Came out in '93, just like Blind Melon. No ring. Topped out the 100 at 64. Mm-hmm. Cracker's still going. The dude in Cracker, he came from what band? I don't know. Camper Van Beethoven. Really? Yeah. That's where he came out. He's a skinhead's bowling. I just hit my penis with that. <laughs> Miles below their feet. Do you have any strong feelings on Cracker Low? If you go. This is a bad part. In love. Hey, 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 like being stoned. I liked the Cracker. I bought them at least once or twice from the BMG in the Columbia House. And they had the song, uh, You're a Trash Girl. The Columbia House. You're a trash girl. Hey, hey. Did every song have, hey, yeah. hey, you want to be a trash girl. I read some weird thing where he's like, whoa, we were, we were like country blues stuff. And it just happened to sound like what grunge was coming out mm. of. So it was, it was like kind of that like, hey. You sound like it, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was number seven, I believe. Now, I hate to say it. This is a band we've never heard of since. Yeah. And I, this is the, the Where Are They Now file. I don't have much to say about this next group, so if we want to skip ahead, that's fine with me. But this is number eight. Again, this is an album of trying to be like, hey, these are going to be groups that are important. And... Not many <laughs> had the longevity of this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you consider Rob Zombie's movie career. There's only two things I want to say about this. And song. Scott Weiland's heroin career. Number one. Longevity. Number one. Uh-huh. It was only like in the past year of my life uh-huh. I realized he was saying weirdo. Oh, I think we might have actually talked about this before. Yeah, we did. Instead of widow. Oh. You thought it was widow? Because that's what it sounds like to an American boy. Is it a bitch, but now that you've mastered all dialects in the English form, that you know it better? And secondly, this is insane. They actually had to credit the Hollies as co-writers because it sounds so similar to the Fresh- air that I breathe. Really? Cue it up. The air that I breathe. Whoa! Hollies. Well, I'm doing it. I tried to use my mouse for my computer on my I know. <laughs> the Hollies. I asked Lego for a dual 
computer set up. And he said, sure, got it. Turns out neither of us have computers. You've got a computer. We both have fucking tablets. Well, first of all, we record to the main computer. You're working off of a very functional. uh, Does it have a keyboard? It's a fucking tablet. It's a fucking tablet. It's got a keyboard. (laughs) Carver and you are. (laughs) We're both Walter Kopchak. We're just yelling at each other. Show us, show us. What's the... um, Holly's what? The air that I breathe. It's actually kind of amazing because the chorus, no, nothing. But the verse and the bridge. But the that thing. Apparently, that was he was upset with recording it. The what's the guitar player? Not. I love all these. I'm I sure know, they're like apocryphal. Like, like you can hear from the rage of the guitar that it was machine, and that's how rage and just machine. <laughs> All right, we got the Hollies right here. Let's see if it the sounds air. like like Radiohead creep. I think I already like this one more. Let's hear the, let the folks hear the chorus of Hollies. Yeah. Okay. This YouTube video is just shuffling some bad photos of the Hollies. Is that Dave Matthews singing in here? Mm. Get to the pro- Here we go. Chorus. There's no chorus. Connection. I wanna have control. Yes. I wanna I'm glad I'm sure. The Hollies get all mad about it or they just do it for the Hollies? I don't know. Or was it one of those like, we're saying... Yeah, I think it was preemptive. It was like a bunch of British people in the recording studio. <laughs> well, I don't know, mate, but uh, Sam... Oh, no, we're going to Australia. Sam's a bloody hell of a lot like Cro- the Hollies. Crocky Hollies. This is Tom York from Radiohead. <laughs> just wrote in on a crocodile. Just writing this song, Crab. Do you think this is a crab or a spoon? If I know a didgeridoo from a long wallaby, I can tell you that Radiohead bloody ripped off the Hollies. <laughs> 
There's a rock and roll historian from Pretoria. It's in fucking bloody South Africa. I bloody know a thing or two. Little people know that they that Radiohead gave half writing credit to the entire catalog of Men at Work. They just they're all. They would have given it to uh, Mandela, but he was in prison. And the biopic coming up about Radiohead is entitled Crocodile Dundee. All right, so let's, <laughs> uh, that's uh, turned out Radiohead. No one ever heard from them again. They're not that good. But it's still weird that I forgot that STP did Creep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're bringing creep. it back home. I'm just saying. You mentioned that we would bring that up later. Uh, so- Stone Dove Pilots had a song called Creep. But that was a I'm half the man I used to be. Do you think about that? that? And that came. That must have been post, right? Post this. They're right along the They're same right timeline. Time. Maybe just creeps are in the air. Well, it turns out creep not that strange of a word. Maybe yeah. two bands come up with the same with this song bands. with the same name. It's all both '92. I made a joke in the '90s with my brother. I said, <laughs> "Oh, I think Topical. this is uh, John Bobbitt." Oh. Saying in this song, I'm half the man I used to be, because he got his dick chopped off. That was my first foray into the world of comedy. For your first four skin ray. Oh. Oh. All right, everybody, that was number fucking who knows. <laughs> We've all lost track. I think it's, now here's number ten. My person. Okay, this, your personal favorite. This is the song I probably listened to most when I was a kid. Just because I was just like, what's this? What's going on here? And this is their weird attempt to like, we're not all just alternative rock here. Mm. This is the hit band that you all know. It's three. Nope, three. It's not even three letters. It's two letters, one number. You guessed it. U-S-3. And that's capital U, lowercase s. Oh, wait. This is important. I wanted to bring this up. As you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. Moose. Recording for Blue Note Records. That was a guy named Pee Wee Marquis, and he was this three- The grandpa of Biz Marquis. That's correct. You nailed it. (laughs) He was three and a half feet tall from Alabama, (laughs) and he used to introduce uh, shows in New York City at the Birdland Jazz Club. Were you serious? Yes. He was a three foot and a half man. Because I made the joke about Bismarck and I felt like that kind of made it all seem a goof. But you're saying this is real. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, it is. Know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. That is a three and a half foot tall man who used to introduce shows at Birdland in wow. New York City was later on the Dave Letterman show in 1985. Died in 92 at the age of 77. But he, that actually comes from a god damn it son of a bitch. Fucking Christ. It comes from an Art Blakey recording. Of course. But this is very much a Herbie Hancock recording. And I later got into Herbie Hancock, and when I heard Herbie's song, I went, hey, it's a US3 song. <laughs> Did you have any connection to this song? I definitely remember Cantaloupe. I knew nothing of a three and a half foot tall man, nor Herbie Hancock. Yeah. 
And I will tell you something that I was, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I had more of a connection to the scat man. Oh, it is kind of that whole genre. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Punky, uh, punky. I don't even know who does the rap on this. Who does this? Sounds like um, Funky Comedina. What's that guy's name? Funky Comedina. Funky Comedina. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Funky Comedina. Gerard, Ger, Gerard Prince, Princer? No, that's not it. That's the, that's the trumpet uh, player. France Petit. Dip, dip, tray. Yeah. 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 Bitty bitty bop. Sorry, right, yeah. Two and two. Okay. So I want to say, I think this was the highest charting song of the Buzzman songs. No. It got up to number nine Whoa. on the top 100. Whoa. And I went back through, and I don't think anything else. Got that high. This was the highest actual topping. By the way, have you tried to figure out Billboard? There is 400 different charts. There's Margin Rock. There's Alt Rock. There's this rock. I just went off a top 100. This song was the highest of them all. Well, because I have no evidence to uh, counteract yours, you can't I will accept it. You can't predict that. All right, everybody. My thing went crazy here. Funk it, funk it. Bitty, bitty, Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we already heard that part. Mm. Let's go to number. Okay, that was number ten. Two more to go. Number eleven on Buzzman Volume One. This is the second of two songs to yep. appear on the Cable, Cable Guy soundtrack. I was gonna bring that up, buddy. Now guess what? I already you're forgot wrong. what the first one was. Because you're actually wrong. They both show up in the movie, but only one. Oh, I meant. In the movie, well, you're really scene. wrong. You're 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 dead wrong. But this song, and then Cracker actually had a song in the soundtrack. Yeah, and the Toadies, and the Toadies, and, and Pyro for Pyros, and of course Primitive Radio God standing outside a broken phone booth with money I in my hand. Out of baby, and Cypress Hill. But isn't that amazing that the the other song on this buzz bin, More Human Than Human, has an infamous part in Cable Man. Cable guy. Cable guy. And so does this song, right? That's why I say amen, nice shot. Good shot, man. That's why I say amen, nice shot. What a good shot, man. Someone's gonna be like, uh, someone's dying, or they're listening to filter. I think Bud Dwyer's ghost came back and now, shot himself. There's again. the big thing because I was like, did you know the song's about Kurt Cobain? And you were like, nope. simple, simple boy, because that's a misnomer. Cloture. It's a miscloture. Miscloture. <laughs> misnomer. It is not about Kurt Cobain. Who is about Bud Dwyer? Our Bud Dwyer. And who is our Bud Dwyer? 
He was a politician who shot himself in the mouth on television with a 357 Magna. Now, full disclosure, last week after the podcast, we did the Buzzbin Volume 1 game where I made you guess all the songs. You nailed it. You were doing so good. That's what we brought it up. After you left, I went down a rabbit hole, did some research on that Budweiser. He was a Pennsylvania man in he was in some sort of embezzling. Turned yeah. out to actually be scot free later on. He was, showed no involvement, but he thought his name was so charming. Uh, th- he had been convicted. Yes, but he was actually later. He was, he was awaiting sentencing, mm-hmm. and so he said, "Fuck it," and he shot himself. He on TV. pulled a live, uh, uh, what is it called, press conference. Got everyone together, handed out different envelopes to people, and then he pulled out a Manila Manila envelope, pulled out a gun. People were starting to get close. He's like, I don't want to hurt anyone. And he was like, if you're easily offended, please leave the room. <sighs> that was the craziest part. If you're easily offended. I called you if all you, here. Yeah, if you don't like then, seeing people kill themselves. So he got everyone there, and then they started to approach him to take the gun, and he just popped himself in the head. Intense, very horrible footage of it. it still exists. It was not a live broadcast. Oh. It was actually two to three different people who recorded it. There was a decision on what to do. Should we put it out? There's actually a great CBS Sunday morning discussion about whether they should put it out or not. I I highly recommend it. Uh, Oh, for God's sakes. But, uh, yeah, so this song is about a politician who killed himself on TV. And also was my soundtrack to me getting shot in the eye with a BB gun. So you and our Bud Dwyer have something in common. Except Bud Dwyer shot himself. I got shot. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a great one and ladies and gentlemen that was number 11 filter do I have any other things I want to bring up with filter nope cable guy that's it ladies and gentlemen what better song to end out our nothing like one song with maybe uh, with ethnicity with US3 everything else just white people and then the Irish ladies and gentlemen the final song off of Buzzbin Volume 1 They nailed it with this one. This is how you end a record. This is the only one. Obviously, now I know it very well, but in the nineties, I wouldn't have known. Absolutely, completely, absolutely. (laughs) Now, just, just like the Jim Blossoms, dancing and Jim Blossoms. Dancing? Dancing. Have something in common, Jim Blossoms. Dancing. Dancing man. <laughs> Tiny dancing man. Tiny dancing man. Uh, have something in common with the Jim Blossoms. What is it? This song was actually put on a 1988 record and re recorded for 1993. Mm. So there were two different versions. Rick Rubin called. Oh, sorry. Danzig called Rick Rubin in 1988 when he wrote the song, freaking out because he was like, I don't write. I just wrote the best song because he's like, I don't write songs for like pop reasons. But when he performed this for the first time, the people flipped out and he knew that he had done something super good. I had never seen this video, but this video is amazing. You got Danzig just staring for most of it, for like 75% of it. But then Staring he gets the half naked ladies to come out and they yeah. pretend to sacrifice a chicken and the blood pours out on the lady and then they draw an inverted cross in the blood. So yeah, this is the 88, I think, video. And the 93 is when they just took footage of Halloween, their Halloween performance. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that one. 
There's probably some serious dads and things. Tiny dancing mans. Who are, would know otherwise. And I think it's fitting that my mother bought Buzzbin Volume 1 for me. And so we end on Mother by Danzing. It's kind of uh, surreal. Any other thoughts on this? But I, I would say this. astonishing, amazing collection of music. There's some great covers out there of these songs. Yeah. And I think uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad's version of uh, Plush. Yeah. Real good. Good. Real New good. Word. Real good. It's grunge and good. It's good. Uh, There's some other covers out there. Uh, the, both both of them, the MLB players' versions of Plush. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, well, let's face it. There's only good cover versions, in there, <laughs> and they're all of Plush. What is it with all these MLB players getting together playing fucking rock tunes from the 90s? I think they shared the same drug profile. Oh, my God. I was thinking about this the other day. You know how MLB players in baseball now, you come out to a song when you're about to hit? Mm. I was thinking that some players should just do his own song where it's him going, here I come, I'm gonna hit, gonna swing, I'm about to hit. I hope I do well. I hope I don't miss. Here I go, I'm up. And that's their song. That's an, You just... It's a Ryan Schlegel original? Ladies and gentlemen... They call me the King of Sting, the amazing, hilarious Ranch Slagle. Check me out at allfunnypodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Wouldn't that be amazing, though? <laughs> it is. That's why I was trying to ascertain whether or not there was a deeper goof at play. No. That's a Ranch Slagle original. I know it's shocking that I can do jokes, but I still can. No, it's more shocking that, uh, I'm, that I'm still capable of... I know you made it through the whole podcast. It's rarity. Uh, I'm proud of you. We've gone an hour. Thank the people. Good are... God, an hour? I know. But as always, we like to say to everyone out there. And I feel down with you. No, I prefer. Uh, what would you say? Why the word you say? Song ding dong ding dong. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. Lots of memories there. I say go check it out. The playlist is fun as fuck. And I just want to leave you with something we heard earlier. More human. Something very important. My friends, we will be back next week with another topic. I love that ragtime. One of these ragtime, a, cl- a classic ragtime hit by Stone Temple Pilots. My name is Ryan Schlegel. We'll be back next week. What do we got over here? My name is Garbus. Uh, go bye.
So we gone for tomorrow So we gone with the mask of fall And I feel that I feel when the dogs begin to smell Well, she stand alone Well, the dogs are found Got down, down to wait for tomorrow To find it, to find it, to find it Well, the dogs are found Got down, down to wait for tomorrow to find it, to find it, goodbye, goodbye.